Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us together as we infuse vitality into life. If you have a desire to live a life that is more than what you are currently experiencing, if you feel stuck, are experiencing health concerns, or are curious about ways to improve your life, this show will give you new perspectives and steps to change your life. Today we're talking about addictions. There's so much that we want to cover that we are going to be doing two shows surrounding this important issue. This is part one. Addiction is something that touches everyone's life in one way or another, in one form or another. Whether you are the one addicted to something or the one on the outside looking in and aren't sure what to do or how to help, addiction affects us all. We also want to state up front that what we are covering today is just the tip of the iceberg. We want to help people see things they might be missing and also to connect us all and know that we are not alone in what we are experiencing. There are several behaviors that you will see and hear from someone who is addicted to a substance. One is that they will lie to cover up their behavior. Now this is not a judgment call on someone. They just can't seem to help themselves. They don't mean for it to happen. It just does. We're asking you to please look beyond what they are saying and look at their actions. Another is that they will say it's not a problem. They can quit at any time. They've done it before, and that proves that they can. This is also a sign that there is indeed a problem there. Michelle and I, um, talking about all this, we realized that the face of addiction has really changed. It's really evolved since the 60s. It has literally walked in the front door and into our lives as legal prescription drugs given for use over a short period of time. The problem is that fewer are needed than what the bottle contains, and they are so addictive that it is possibly the start down a long roller coaster ride to hell. Before we get in any further, Michelle and I would like to list for you a few addictions, some you may be aware of and others might catch you by surprise. We won't be covering all of them within the two shows, but we will try to discuss as many as we can. Here we go. Probably one of the most well-known is opioid addictions. And then there's general categories of drugs. Absolutely. And drama. We all know a drama king or queen. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I think. (laughs) Sugar. Behaviors of pattern, patterns of behaviors, victim, control, perfectionism, power issues. Um, Then there's things like hoarding. Oh, yes. My mother was one of those. Unfortunate. Yes. Video games. Which tie in with social media or internet. Right. All of the technologies. Cigarettes and smoking in its various forms. Food and eating disorders. Exercise. Pornography and sex. Yes. Body sculpting surgeries. We, you probably have heard of the Barbie doll surgeries. Michael Jackson and all of his surgeries, Uh, gambling, alcohol, shopping, otherwise known as retail therapy. You know, interesting to note that Amazon Prime Day this year was the most successful it's ever been, even more successful than Black Friday, and to think that five years ago it didn't exist. Wow. I had not heard that. Then we have adrenaline junkies, or those that really seek high-risk behaviors. Smoking and tobacco. Yes. Attention. We all know someone who must be the center of attention at some point. Did we mention perfectionism and control? Yes. Yes, (laughs) that's a big one. Or approval seekers. You know, you can think of... I'm sure that your mind is ticking through all the people you know that fit (laughs) one or more of these categories. Grandiosity, always having to be superior, be right. And it's just a cover-up for how insecure they really feel. So you can see that addictions aren't only physical, but there's a lot of behavioral issues around addiction. Yes. The definition that the American Society of Addiction Medicine 
gives addiction is addiction is a primary chronic disease of brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. Dysfunction in these circuits leads to a characteristic biological, psychological, social, and spiritual manifestation. This is reflected in an individual patho pathologically pursuing reward and or relief by substance use and other behaviors. Addiction is characterized by the inability to consistently abstain, the impairment in behavioral control, cravings, diminished recognition of significant problems with one's behaviors and interpersonal relationships, and a dysfunctional emotional response. Like other chronic diseases, addiction often involves cycles of relapse and remission. Without treatment or engagement in recovery activities, addiction is progressive and can result in disability or premature death. I think an important part to remember there, and this is changing and we're accepting it more, but it is a disease. It is. It used to be looked at as a a moral issue or where people didn't have enough willpower, mm -hmm. alcohol in particular. Um, and I think drugs as well fell in that. Smoking maybe didn't hit that category so much. Um, however, we really need to look at it that it's similar as diabetes and arthritis and Crohn's disease. Like there is something going on in your brain, in your body that continues to make you go after that. That's why some people experience it and some people don't. Um, there's also addiction versus misuse. So addiction follows what you were just saying versus misuse is someone who uses something incorrectly, um, non-therapeutically, excessively. Uh, however, they can stop taking it anytime they want to, whereas an addict continuously seeks that out because their they brain it, yes. and their body continues to look for those responses. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about why this behavior shows up at the first place. You know, our bodies are capable of working in harmony and balance, and when something goes out of balance, our body will at first very subtly let us know. If we are still not aware of that, it will intensify the effects. All pain, issues, and addictions first show up to help us to ease our pain. We take something to ease the stress, the pressure, or the pain, if even for a short time. The relief feels so good, and rather than seeking out the real issue at hand and dealing with it, this numbing or self-medicating becomes a pattern. The more it grows, the further along the addiction trail we go. And this is where it actually creates memories in the brain and pathways in the brain that makes it continue. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the ads in the 80s. It was like, this is your brain on drugs. Yes. And they crack an egg in the yes. frying pan. I actually wrote that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that's your brain on drugs, but right. I understand where they were going with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so what happens is when you take a substance in, be it tobacco, alcohol, drugs, or a behavior that feeds something, mm -hmm. it releases dopamine, this pleasure hormone into your neurotransmitter, all this cascades and floods your body and your brain and then an area of your brain was like well i like that and so it lays down this track saying if we do that again that's a good thing let's remember to do that again mm -hmm. and so then um you it continues to reinforce that behavior however your body creates a, and your brain create a tolerance to it so every time you put it in it's never as good as it was that first time it and takes more so addiction then requires you to continue to feed it to build on it to mm -hmm. give it more to get that same amount of dopamine into your system as it had the first time and so that's when the cycles are created so you're literally getting there's a switch in the brain um, that they basically show an addiction that can't be shut off. That's why if someone goes out for like one drink and they're like, I'm good with one drink, but an alcoholic is like, nope, I need one more and one more and one more. It's because their brain requires that flood of dopamine continuously. Mm -hmm. There's so many factors that contribute to the process of addiction. Some we've discussed in other shows and you might be interested in that. We'll label some of them later. Stress plays a huge role in every single issue in life. As people try to self-medicate to numb their experience of stress, they become addicted. Isolation is another factor when people feel lonely and they want to numb that feeling of intense loneliness. The lack of feeling connected to anyone or anything is another thing that will trigger this. They feel like nothing matters. 
including themselves. Family of origin experiences really matter. Another thing to remember that the use of one addictive substance may very well lead to the addition of another. Smoking and drinking are one example. Drugs and alcohol can even kill you. There are so many activities that are associated with one or the other. Um, a lot of people, you will see people, and this was, used to be a reference, after sex they wanted a cigarette, right? So there's another, and sex is another <laughs> addiction, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got a lot of those. <laughs> so we've got smoking, we've got, you know, that kind of combines with drinking and, you know, drugs and all of this. So it's a culture thing, too. It becomes one. So addictions are something that it doesn't matter who you are or what your life looks like, it can enter. Doesn't matter your social status, what your profession is, right. who your friends are. Right. And we talked about it used to be we would when you thought of an addict, you had a specific picture in mind and that has changed drastically. It now walks in the drawer front door legally in the form of prescription drugs. We're going to be talking about those too. For more information to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for one of our programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to thank you this morning for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Connie Bjork from Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'd like to tell you how interpersonal guided imagery therapy can heal you from physical and emotional pain in a deeper way without medication. It's the perfect type of healing from pain, fear, anxiety, and issues that just don't seem to have a resolution. Interpersonal guided imagery therapy at Awakened Living helps identify and heal limiting beliefs that hold us back. It allows instant access to deeply hidden issues such as fear, phobias, anger, identity, and power struggles. It's even been used to successfully treat PTSD. When using interpersonal guided imagery therapy both before and after surgery, patients used one-third less pain medication, had fewer falls, and experienced shorter hospital stays. A Weekend Living's interpersonal guided imagery therapy works wonderfully in helping with emotional resiliency and coping abilities, producing actual changes in the biochemistry of the body. Schedule an appointment with me today and get started towards healing. Call 952-452- 8583 or visit awakenedlivinginfusion.com. Racial tension is popping up in unexpected places, but it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe we can reduce the awkwardness and the tension. What can we do? Join us at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska on Tuesday, July 30th at 7 p.m. for a one-hour talk with Jamila Anderson, a nationwide diversity trainer and teacher. Her presentation, Empathy and Equity, provides valuable tools for those who want to de-escalate the tension in any conversation, like in the Chaska School District. This is part of the Tuesday Dialogue Series at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska, a progressive congregation that teaches Dr. King. The Big Red Rockers out front, 145 Engler Boulevard and Highway 41. I'm your host, Pastor Dean J. Seal. Free and open to the public, co-sponsored by Residents Organized Against Racism and AM950. Find us on Facebook or at chaskachurch.org. Again, that's Tuesday, July 30th at 7 p.m. Be there. Aloha. Many people feel a deep void in their lives, as though something is missing, something that's not material in nature. The answers can be found with spiritual or soul coaching. Connie Bjork at Awaken Living takes you through a process which nourishes the deepest part of you, your spirit or soul. Learning more about this important aspect can help you move through your life with greater enrichment and joy. It doesn't deal with religion. Instead, it's about you and your connection to your higher power by whatever name you connect with. Connie at Awaken Living will help you explore your beliefs, both those that you were given as a child and those you've developed throughout your life in a safe environment. Internal conflict and confusion can arise when they don't seem to match up. Spiritual coaching with Connie at Awaken Living will heal you in ways you've never dreamed possible. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. Speak to me, help me understand that us walk together. Take my hand and we 
Awakened Living Infusion radio show. I'm Connie Bierk. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about a serious subject, that of addictions. We listed in the first segment a variety of addictions that you probably won't think of necessarily as being an addiction. This segment, we're going to be covering opioids to start with. And the opioid issue is a problem that has continued to grow and is in the news regularly. It used to be that this was a problem that we heard about the rich and famous having or druggy, you know, that kind of a thing. But not anymore. These have been the go-to drug for many doctors to prescribe after surgeries, dental issues, or people with intense or chronic pain, making this an all-too-real scenario in homes across the nation and the world. People in all walks of life started having issues, so this now hits home for many of us. For instance, did you know that each day in the United States, 78 Americans die from an opioid overdose, 46 of those from an overdose of prescription pain relievers? So the first thing to talk about is exactly what is an opioid. We're going to be talking about this now as an individual topic, and when we get into drugs, we're going to be kind of talking about them again. So an opioid is the catch-all term for substances that bind to a group of receptors in the central nervous system called opioid receptors. Opioids are naturally occurring or they're synthetic or man-made. Your brain makes its own brand of opioids called endorphins, and those are the feel-good things, right? Plant-derived opioids called opiates come from the seed pod of the Asian opium poppy plant. They include opium, morphine, and codeine. And you're familiar with all of those because they're in the news, talked about a lot. And heroin is a semi-synthetic opioid. Synthetic opioids include oxycodone, oxycontin, Percocet, Vicodin, and uh, so many others. Demerol's in there also. I'd like to add my own personal story to this about how opiate addiction, I hope I can do this without crying, can destroy lives and how someone that you would least think would be an addict can be. Mike's husband was... um, beset with, I think it started with a back surgery, and he received opioids, and it continued. And so it destroyed our family life, it destroyed my children's lives, and the man that the public saw, he was a teacher, and he was a well-respected teacher, and he was not the man at home that he was at, at school, at work, and it was a very, very well-hidden secret. And it, it, I just can't even tell you how devastating and destructive it is. And I definitely feel what you're saying because I have also had that experience mm-hmm. of having someone very close to me in life struggle with those issues. And you don't realize the impact it has, not only in that moment, but over the course of your lifetime, mm-hmm. how that can just come back and you see the residual of it, um, the things you're still learning from it, mm-hmm. the patterns that has impacted in your behavior or those around you, such as your children. Um, and having gone through it, it's, it's for me anyway, like I can go back and definitely love my person more through it understanding you know that they were really suffering too and but not being able to see that in the moment because of what felt like chaos and that emotional baggage that was coming with it so it's destructive it Um, is it's challenging it's heartbreaking and, and you can get through it you know if that's light at the end of the tunnel we all can and they have to want to, and that was yes. an issue, especially since um, he has a doctor, had a doctor in that location that continually would re-prescribe them. You can't lose your, your drugs three times at the Y and say they were stolen and, you know, not think there was something up with this guy, right? Right. So he's, this doctor is still in practice, and he's still doing the same thing. And you go to many different parts of this state, and he is still known for that. 
so that in itself is really, you know, I went to him and begged him not to do this anymore, and he continued to do this. So there's a lot of factors in the problem. It's not just the addict. And that's so, tr it, that's re-traumatizing, really, because you're, mm -hmm. you know how that affected you and your family, and you're seeing that impact, knowing that's impacting other families because of that particular doctor's yes. behavior. Yeah. And it's happening all over the country, which is why... It, this is an epidemic. This is a crisis yeah. because it's not just the person that's being prescribed the the opioid, right? It's that that's sitting in the medicine cabinet that other people might have access to it. Right. That a child or you just have extras and you're like, hey, you should try this. It gives you this really nice euphoric feeling, and someone yeah. tries it, and then all of a sudden, how do I get more? Right. And so then you have people that are chasing down and going to different doctors to to get prescriptions yes. because that stuff is supposed to be tracked, right? That's and right. so then how do you get it? And so that creates all sorts of other problems, which leads us into drug abuse. And as we've been talking about, it's not just street drugs anymore. It's legal medicines that are commonly abused in the U.S. The over-counter prescription drugs can help us and heal us, but they can be addictive and dangerous if they're used in the wrong ways. Let's start with barbiturates. There are sedatives like phenobarbital, nebutal, secanol, and they help with anxiety, with sleep problems, and some seizures. But if you take more than prescribed, you can get addicted. High doses can cause trouble breathing, especially if you use them when you drink alcohol. If you can't function without barbiturates, get help, because going into withdrawal on these can be very dangerous. Benzos. Xanax, Valium are two examples of these. Another type of sedative here that can help with anxiety, panic attacks, and sleep issues. They work well if, and they're safer than barbiturates, but overused, they can also lead to physical dependence and addiction. Prescription drugs should never be shared. They are only for the person with the prescription. And we talked about that just a minute ago. We have sleep aids, and these have gotten people into so much trouble. You've probably heard of Ambien, Lunesta, Sonata. These can help you get the rest you need, but if you use them longer than your doctor suggests, you may start to believe you need them to sleep. Although they're not quite as addictive as some sleeping pills, doctors are concerned about the abuse if they're not taken as prescribed. And we've had some court cases where people have said on Ambien they've done bizarre... Crazy yeah, things. Yeah. And then, of course, there's codeine and morphine. Some of the most commonly abused prescription painkillers, you know, the meds are these painkillers, especially and specifically the opioids. These drugs dull pain, but in large doses they can also cause a euphoric high and very dangerous side effects. Doctors usually prescribe morphine for severe pain after surgery, that type of thing, and codeine for milder pain or coughing. Brands of morphine include um, Cadian, I think it's called, and Avenza and, of course, MS Contin. Then we have the OxyContin and Percocet, which we will get into in the next segment. For more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic or register for one of our programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. We will heal this the average person is hit by 55 stressors daily. And if you have a high-stress job or life situation, it's even higher. What can we do to lower stress levels and increase health? Awaken Living offers sessions using the Alpha Stim, a unique tool that transmits a patented electrical wavelength to modulate the cell's signals to the brain. This shifts you from the stress mode to relaxation. When we're continually stressed, our brains and bodies tend to forget how to calm down. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim puts you in an alpha state. This is a relaxed state that athletes and artists go to when they're in the zone. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim reduces stress, pain, anxiety, depression, and insomnia without medication. You'll be surprised how relaxed you feel. This therapy may be experienced alone or in conjunction with several other therapies, including the Biomat and acupuncture. So come relax at Awakened Living by calling 952 452-8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. 
Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake. I'm Richie Mann with Sitka Salmon Shares, a CSF or community supported fishery. The expression, know your farmer, is a familiar concept in the Midwest, yet know your fisherman somehow gets lost in our grocery stores, fish counters, and freezers. Industrialization has broken that connection between fishermen and consumer. Sitka Salmon Shares is reforging that connection through a sustainable, community driven model. The world's wild fisheries depend on it. Sitka Salmon Shares creates a direct line from our small boat fishermen right to your door. Learn more at sitkasalmonshares.com. The infrared sauna at Awaken Living not only helps you get out of the cold, but also improves your health. This is not your typical sauna experience. The far infrared heats your body internally, causing you to sweat profusely over your entire body, yet has no odor. Because the far infrared sauna at Awaken Living doesn't use moisture, you will experience no trouble breathing, which can be typical in traditional saunas. The far infrared sauna at Awaken Living improves circulation, which translates into improved oxygen flow, muscle relaxation to reduce pain, increased healing time, faster muscle recovery time, and decreased inflammation. According to the Mayo Clinic, several studies looked at using far infrared saunas in the treatment of problems such as high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, and rheumatoid arthritis. They found promising results and no adverse side effects. So come to Awaken Living and try their far infrared sauna. It will improve your vitality and help relax your muscles, body, and mind. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we got storms with a high near 78. Tonight's mostly cloudy, low around 62. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with a high near 79. Monday, sunny with a high near 78. And Tuesday, sunny with a high near 81. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Hazel's Northeast. For classically inspired, creatively prepared comfort food, come try the Hazel's Reuben, Lamb Ragu, or Wild Mushroom Ravioli at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis. More information at eatlocalminnesota.com. Fusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we've been talking about addiction. And we're going to start with Oxycontin and Percocet. That was the drug of choice for my ex-husband at the beginning. Another opioid painkiller then is Oxycodone. In its drugs, form it's oxycontin percocet percodan and people who you abuse this sometimes crush it and snort it or inject it greatly raising the risk of overdose street names include oxy oc and oxycotton like in cotton you know the fabric of our lives <laughs> and perks for percocet or percodan one of the other drugs that we're starting to hear a lot more about in um, the media is fentanyl as well. Yes. And it's because that one binds so much faster than the other ones, um, it is so dangerous and addictive. In fact, it's 100 times more potent than morphine. And so the, the kick, the high, the euphoria of it is much more powerful for people. Um, however, the death rates also reflect that. Yes. We also have Vicodin, Loracet. These drugs contain the opioid hydrocodone plus acetaminophen. Excuse me. Opioids cause drowsiness and constipation. So, you know, all, all of your systems are affected by this. High doses can cause dangerous breathing problems. And Vicodin's street mains include Vike and Watson 387, which is kind of interesting. And then we have amphetamines. When prescribed stimulants like Adderall, Adderall XR... These help people with ADHD, but some people use them to get high, to boost energy and alertness, or to keep their weight down, if you can believe that one. 
You can get addicted to these stimulants. High doses can cause a dangerous rise in body temperature, irregular heartbeats, and even cardiac arrest. Nicknames for this include Bennies, Black Beauties, and Speed. And then there's the street drugs like Molly, MDMA, ecstasy. Those fall into that category as well. And there's another stimulant, uh, Ritalin, right? We've, we've heard of that. And this is called MPH, Arbol, Skippy, the smart drug, and vitamin R. If you take these stimula stimulants, combining them with a common decongestant, for instance, can cause dangerously high blood pressure or an irregular heartbeat. And people want to combine them sometimes to get a bigger high, deeper high. And then we have something called DXM, and it's not just prescription drugs that are a problem. There are other, this is a common ingredient in other over-the-counter cough and cold medicines to try and stop coughing. But large doses can get you high and cause hallucinations. It's popular among teens since cough syrup is so easy to find in medicine cabinets. High doses cause vomiting, rapid heart rate, and rarely brain damage. And those are inexpensive too, so that's why you sometimes hear about maybe someone on the street who's, uh, what, drinking mouthwash or uh, cough syrup or those sorts of things because they're looking to, to fill, again, that requirement of their brain and their body to say, give me some of that. And some of these drugs they are, you know, now using to you to make and create meth. So you used to be able to get these nice little pills that would totally help you if you had, yeah, Sudafed. And Sufedrin then is one of them on that we can't get them anymore. You have to practically sign for your yeah. first child to get something, right? So if you spot a, a pill looking, you know, that you don't know what it is or laying around, if you're a parent and you have teenagers and it's in their room, you can take it to a pharmacist and to see what it is, to see what you're dealing with. One of the things that you can do is... If you're concerned about someone in your family or in your household abusing drugs, ask them straight, you know, are you using? However, you must realize that addictive behavior comes with its own set of behaviors, such as lying to cover up their issue. So keep an eye on the signs of abuse, like behavior changes or missing medicines. There's so many signs to addiction. We're going to be talking about those too. So, as we've talked about, many children or young adults assume that common household drugs or even prescription medicines are safer than street drugs, so they don't really consider themselves to be addicts because it's in the medicine cabinet at home. They're legal, right? Do us a favor, clean out your medicine chest. Get rid of the drugs that you don't need and keep track of the ones that you do. In our household, we bought a lockbox a little gray thing that sat up on the highest dresser that we had and it was locked and only two people had the key great idea let's move into smoking now oh this has got so many facets to it also right the drug inside tobacco that people become addicted to is nicotine and nicotine is a drug that occurs naturally in tobacco and it's thought to be as addictive as heroin or cocaine Withdrawal from smoking and nicotine is often very uncomfortable. It has many physical symptoms, and some people are not able to handle these. the feelings around them. Feelings are often something that people are trying to numb. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to have trouble with this. <laughs> they may also find the cravings for nicotine to be too hard to resist. When research is done, they find that most smokers started when they were teens. Now, you think about that. When you're a teenager, your hormones are just running amok. <laughs> your brain is not developed fully until you're 26. You have all of these things that are just set up to make you a perfect candidate to be an addict. It, what, you're wired for it at that yes. point because you're yeah. teaching your body that that's the norm. Yes. So... Some other factors, those who have friends or parents who smoke are more likely to start smoking than those who don't. Some teens say that they just wanted to try it or they thought it was cool to smoke. My dad and my uncle, my, my uncle had a great idea to try and get all of his kids to try it once so that they smoke it out behind the barn kind of a thing. One of his children did get addicted at that point. The others oh, kind of got sick and threw up. Yep. So that can backfire on you as a parent. Just F1. <laughs> <laughs> Be aware. Yeah. So the tobacco industries, ads, their price breaks, and other promotions for the products are a big influence in our society, too. It spends billions of dollars each year to create ad markets that show smoking as exciting, glamorous, and safe. This used to be worse. In the 50s, 
and 60s, you constantly were had commercials with, for cigarettes, and everybody in the sitcoms were smoking. You know, this was a normal thing to see. We don't see that regularly now. And when it does come up in a movie, it's like, whoa, that's odd. There was actually a big thing around Stranger Things this season that came out. People saying they're smoking too much. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be exposed to... Yes. Or my kids maybe shouldn't be exposed to having to watch that. Yes. I think it's maybe more the bigger factor. Yeah, cigarette smoking actually remains the leading cause of preventable disease and premature death in the United States and other countries. Mm -hmm. We're both kind of tripping up a little today. Uh, So on average, 435,000 people in the United States die prematurely from smoking-related diseases each year. And the chances that you will die prematurely from a complication is approximately 50% more. There's a newer influence on the tobacco scene, and this is the e-cigarette and another high-tech fashion electronic vaping devices. The ones that really are causing a lot of issues are the very small ones, whose name I won't say on air. However, they have a higher level of nicotine in them, where the larger vaping devices, you can control the nicotine level. And those were originally created to help people get off cigarettes. And you can decrease it to the point where there's hardly any nicotine in those. We don't, we're not suggesting that's a great idea or anything. We're just trying to give you all of the information that we can. So who is more likely to become addicted? Women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because of the way women metabolize nicotine, um, it actually goes through their systems much faster. So they crave it more frequently, more often, and they need more of it than men do. Smoking is also the fastest way to administer a drug to your brain. And so the absorption rates are much faster in smoking than other methods, which is also why smoking tends to be more addictive than some other habits. The younger that you start, the more you have issues that can happen later in life that negatively affect your health, too. Young people don't think about those consequences because when you're young, you think that you're, you know, nothing can happen to you. Even when we're older, we don't really think about those consequences sometimes. (laughs) It's immediate gratification, right? Right. But uh, across the board, long-term changes in the brain chemical system because of addiction can affect learning, judgment, decision-making, affect stress, memory, and behaviors. And the thing of it is, within a few moments of taking that puff, you get that dopamine in your brain, and it starts to wear off more quickly than some other drugs and so you continue to do it and that's what keeps that addiction going and we've talked about tolerance it builds up that tolerance smokers can quickly become dependent on nicotine and suffer the physical and emotional or mental and psychological withdrawal symptoms when they try to stop these like include irritability nervousness headaches trouble sleeping and the two mark of addiction though is that people still smoke even though they know it's bad for them it affects their lives their health and their families in unhealthy ways in fact most people who smoke want to quit they just have really had a hard time quitting let's talk a little bit about Nicotine. Two out of three smokers say they want to quit, and about half try to quit each year, but very few succeed without help because they become so dependent on it. It affects their behavior, their moods, their emotions. There's also other... um, There's nicotine in cigars. Now, cigars are huge, and so you have a larger number of grams, milligrams of nicotine in them. So everything affects addictions to smoking whether you're smoking cigarettes cigars and there are so many other chemicals in a cigarette yes that also affect that process as well and are much more harmful for your body actually than nicotine is and when you think about the different brands have different amounts different variations in the chemicals that they use all of these things matter then we have smokeless tobacco or chew oh i have that <laughs> so i'm gonna, I'm gonna admit i tried chew one time <laughs> But the immediate feeling of nausea and dizziness, in my mind, I was like, I don't even know why someone would try this twice. And I immediately ejected it. But that just tells you how powerful an addiction can be for somebody, that that feeling, that sensation is so much more beneficial to them than the sickness that they experience. I don't know if you've ever seen cancer of the mouth, but that's a real... mm. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So blood levels of nicotine have been shown to be the same when comparing smokers to those who use chew, which is, you know. And it's so hard to quit. 
And studies have shown that smokeless tobacco users have as much trouble giving up their tobacco as cigarette smokers do. People who've used tobacco regularly for a few weeks or longer will have withdrawal symptoms if they suddenly stop or try to stop reducing the amount that they use. We're going to continue our conversation. For more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for one of our programs, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Samantha and I'm a certified massage therapist at Awaken Living. Did you know your body is constantly affected by the wear and tear of your daily life? Whether it's repetitive patterns or straining from activities, it's important for us to take care of our body as we only get one. Most people view massage therapy as a luxury when in fact it's a necessity for having a healthier body. Benefits of massage include stress relief, alleviated pain, decreased muscle tension, improved sleep and posture, improved circulation, release endorphins, and increased relaxation. As a certified massage therapist, I specialize in deep tissue, reflexology, rehabilitative, Swedish, and prenatal massage, working with clients throughout their pregnancy. I will provide you with a healing massage unlike any you have experienced. I invite you to come in for some much-needed rest and relaxation at the Awaken Living Clinic in Bloomington. Schedule an appointment today at 952-452-8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. Eat fresh and support local farmers this summer by shopping at the Minneapolis Farmer's Market. The market has the best selection of fresh and local fruits and vegetables, meats, and farmstead goods. Fresh at the market now, cherry tomatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, cucumbers, zucchini, beets, carrots, and even some new baby potatoes. The Minneapolis Farmer's Market is open every day, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Plus, there's additional locations Tuesday at the Hennepin County Government Center and Thursdays at Nicollet Mall. More details at mplsfarmersmarket.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Hi, this is Michelle Kitzmiller from the Awakened Living Infusion radio show, and I'd like to tell you about the healing powers of traditional Chinese medicine. The medicine includes acupuncture, herbal medicine, twina, qigong, and nutritional therapy. It's a highly individualized, safe, and effective system of integrative medicine. Traditional Chinese medicine at Awakened Living takes into consideration symptoms, lifestyle, emotions, environment, and individual experiences to determine the most effective treatment to obtain healing and make you feel better. Acupuncture is a safe and pain-free way to help your body heal. After your acupuncture session at Awakened Living, you'll walk away feeling healthy, relaxed, and balanced. Traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture works well on its own or with other treatments at Awakened Living. Schedule an appointment with me today at the Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington. Call 952-452-8583 or visit awakenedlivinginfusion.com. Welcome to Awaken Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bierk. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we've been talking about addiction, the many kinds that we experience, how we experience them. We're going to quickly go over some of the symptoms of addictions, and then we've got some other things to share too. 
So some of the primary indications of addiction are if someone is uncontrollably seeking drugs, alcohol, or the behavior of choice. And uncontrollable in this case means that they're just being driven to fill that need. So they kind of start planning their life around making mm-hmm. some of those decisions. Um, they engage possibly in harmful levels of habit-forming behavior. And this is where you start seeing it affecting relationships, jobs, their health, um, other people, uh, neglecting or losing interest in it activities that don't normally involve the substance or behavior. So somebody might like golf, but all of a sudden they just don't play golf anymore because they're maybe preoccupied doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, start seeing relationship difficulties further in addictions, uh, which could be anywhere from lashing out or isolating uh, when you get into more severe cases like that. Uh, an inability to stop whatever it is that they're using. Right? We've talked about that earlier. Uh, sometimes hiding things, substances, behaviors, because they feel guilt or shame or embarrassment around doing it um, as if they know, you know, it's not a great choice for them, um, but they don't want others to know about it. And uh, sometimes changes in appearance. You know, maybe they're not keeping up on their hygiene um, and you just start noticing their dressing different, um, not brushing their teeth, not brushing their hair. Not showering. Exactly. And meth addiction has a definite change in your face and physical appearance. That one, sure, you can physically see. And then sometimes increased risk-taking, either while engaging in the activity of choice Mm -hmm. or in other areas of their life. We want to stress that all addictions play havoc in our most important relationships. There isn't a child who was raised in an addictive home that hasn't been damaged by it in many ways, nor an adult in a relationship with an addictive personality that hasn't experienced the negative effects of it. We're going to have a show later on codependency issues and how do you recognize that? What can you do to get out of those or change them? We want to encourage you to get help if you recognized yourself in any of these scenarios that we talked about today. There definitely is help for you. Next week, we will be having part two of this. We're going to continue on with so many more addictions and forms of it. We kind of ran out of time again. For some addictions, to safely get off of them, it must be done under the direct supervision of a doctor and may also need medication to do so. We want to talk about there are support groups for every addiction. Talking about it with others who are experiencing the same things may help you. There's AA, Narcotics Anonymous. These are just a few. Most treatments acknowledge a higher power, a spiritual connection, which is, in essence, bringing you to a deeper connection with yourself. We do, in our office, do a lot of spiritual coaching. This might help. There are lifestyle changes, such as changing your habits, recognizing when and where you normally used, is as important in being able to make changes as using medications. Keep away from the people that you used to use with, the situations, the places. Mindfulness techniques such as meditation and yoga help you to get centered and figure out your own priorities once more. Journaling, we've mentioned this in many episodes that help with everything from rheumatoid arthritic pain, you know, to addictions. Journaling helps you get things out. It's very powerful. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, There are other things like uh, the University of Minnesota has a center for spirituality. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of classes there as well. Mindfulness-based stress reduction are actual an eight-week course you can take that teach you um, different tools to Mm -hmm. bring with you in your life. That ongoing self-care is really important, which a piece of everything we're talking about can be a part of that. Right. And we do stress reduction in our office also and I also speak on that to the corporate level anyone that that's looking for that to help their employees always explore other ways of doing self-care massage therapy is another one using organic oils and tinctures can help as well as herbs there's acupuncture interpersonal guided imagery therapy breathwork classes learning how to breathe can control the stress in your life and get that stress level down detoxification is important also and you can do these through many different means one of them is using a far infrared sauna where it really is the best way in order to get that everything out it's used in chemotherapy those people that are going through that this is a great way to get those toxic drugs out of their system. And there's other nutritional ways, too, to help support the liver and to Absolutely. cleanse the system as well. Feeding your mind and spirit. 
with good reading materials such as the Four Agreements. We've used this in classes in our clinic as well as a Gift of the Year class that I wrote. Mark Nepos books, especially Having the Life You Want by Being Present to the Life You Have. It's a daily devotional. You just read a part every day and it puts you on track for the day. Wayne Dyer's books, like Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, is another one you can use as a daily devotional. Three pages a day and it goes over the Tao and that's a spiritual document to help you live a better life. And it gives you a little assignment to do each day too. Another book by Michael Singer is called The Untethered Soul goes deeply into the spiritual life. As we've talked about before, reducing stress is imperative. We have two shows, two podcasts on stress you might want to listen to also. Making positive connections with others is a must. Get out there and make friends. There are so many things if you live in a larger cities, meetups, that type of thing, reach out to people. And if you have someone who is an addictive personality in your sphere, reach out to them. The worst thing that you can experience when you're going through any kind of issue is isolation. And utilizing those people closest to you. If you are the one that is struggling with the issue, be it smoking or alcohol or opioids, find that person that you can open up to and start talking to them about it and maybe that's a therapist or maybe it's your spouse maybe it's your mom or dad or your best friend whoever that might be but feeling free to share Mm -hmm. and letting them know you're struggling and that you need support through this process sometimes when we want to create a new exercise program we've a friend be mm-hmm. to be our exercise buddy to hold us accountable it's a really good idea when you're going through something like this to have someone who will lovingly hold you accountable and when you are the other person that is being they're being vulnerable to for to right it, try to do that as best you can be kind be compassionate be loving hold the space for them and be firm Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we tend to forget that sometimes that we need that in our lives. Somebody who loves us enough to have some boundaries around themselves as well as you, you know, and keep track of that person day to day. That's why they have sponsors in, in a lot of the groups, right? There's somebody there. But we need family and friends that understand, too. It's really an important piece to this. So for more information where to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for one of our programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our show on our website, AM950s, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next Saturday as we tackle part two of addictions. We're going to be talking about a lot that we didn't get to today. You've been listening to the Awakened Living Infusion radio show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening. We will hear-